What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you for downloading and listening to this spectacular edition of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I'm joined by my ghoulish guest, Ricky. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm Clive. And unfortunately, I'm Ricky and I'm here in a phone call with Clive. It's not off to a good start. Oh well. You could say it's a, a frighteningly bad start. Or we could just say goodbye. We could. Um, unfortunately, due to some trick-or-treating fatherly duties, we weren't able to catch NXT UK this week. Also, for the fact that there's a double bill this week, so it's still on at the moment. So um, we'll probably watch it at some point next week and maybe do a wee recap of what's going on. But there's some pressing issues to address are they not, Ricky? Yeah. Floor is yours. No, well, you can start us off, but I is I didn't I didn't really want to talk about it, but we kinda need to talk about it. I would have rather just spoke nothing other than evolution and how great that pay per view that was. But this we kinda need to address what's happened with the Saudi Arabia thing and John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I've not, Please into it if you wish. Well, you've you've led us in there. I, I will preface this by saying that both Ricky and I are disappointed that WWE are going. They're going ahead with the Saudi Arabia Super Show Crown Jewel on Friday, this very Friday, uh, five p.m. British Standard Time only on the network for nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So we are like we're disappointed it's going ahead, but. There are some other things that we'd like to add to the argument that people seem to be brushing under the carpet, so to speak. So, Ricky, floor is yours. So, John Cena, obviously. Again, I guess it's something we'll never, we'll never know fully until himself or Vince or Triple H or someone comes out and actually says it. You know, for all we know, like, commitments to the movie or he could be hurt or whatever. But for the most part, I think we all sort of believe he's turned around and said, no, he's not going. Um, and, and do you know what? I like to say, I completely agree that we shouldn't be going to Saudi Arabia. Here was a, a kind of unique opportunity for a massive, massive global organisation to turn around and say, no, yes, we might have gotten bed with this country or this regime, but we are no longer interested. And they could have backed out of it because 
I don't understand. I understand that you would have lost a lot of money from it and potential lawsuits, etc. <sighs> but you know, I think if you look at it, if I think a lot of other companies could have looked at WWE pulling out of Saudi Arabia and be like, you know what? Even though we're not a pro wrestling fan or attached to pro wrestling, like sponsorships could have been looking at WWE and say that's the kind of company we kind of want to be attached to. So they could have got the money back in different forms of sponsorship deals. Um, and obviously, like you say, they didn't, and they called it a business decision. And at the end of the day, if it's a business decision, you know, I mean, the premise of just about any business in the, in the world is to make money. Um, show me a businessman or a successful person, etc., who whose claims never to have lied or doesn't lie, then I'll, you know, I'll show you a liar. Um, so I understand that. I understand that. You know, we talk about this whole women's revolution, etc., etc., etc. But yet, they're going to a country that doesn't allow women to perform there. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Vince McMahon won't be the first businessman to lie. Um, not trying to sort of like justify the decision or anything, but that's just facts. Um, like I said, we'll touch on. We're going to with John Cena pulling out. Um. Of the event. I just... First of all, I tip my hat to Cena. Because it needed someone like John Cena or Daniel Bryan to sort of pull out or make a stand for Vince and the rest of the world to kind of sort and take notice in a sense. If the biggest name or in professional wrestling makes that stand, then everyone's going to sit up and take notice. So for that, I completely applaud him tip my hat to him for him standing up and making this decision but Clive can you can you answer this for me please with pleasure John, John Cena is currently working and living where at the moment oh I think that's a place who's a country whose human rights violations are also as long as they're a very long wall the name of that place is called what China so now you want to utter the next, the famous five words for me? Uh, I don't know what the five words are. <laughs> it starts with the. The goal, the, the goal of that man. And that man is John Cena. Johnny Boots and Tights. You're currently living, making a, making money in a country that violates human rights on a daily basis. Johnny. So, (laughs) and people who think he's some sort of hero, he is not a fucking hero. No. He is not a fucking martyr. The difference between John Cena and Daniel Bryan's sort of like stance, night and day. No, we we don't know what the stances are. To be fair. Yeah, I, I mean, like, in terms of, like, the cre- almost like the credibility, you got one guy who's living and working in a country, like he says, who exploits, whose who's citizens don't really have much um, human rights, and meanwhile, the other guy isn't. And before people start, start talking about how have China sent out to kill innocent people, I don't fucking know. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Um, 
John Cena like says works in a country at the moment and lives in a country like China, but is refusing to go to Saudi Arabia because who apparently could be the greater of, of the two evils. Do you mean, I, people probably won't know this, right? But did you know currently on this day, the thirty first of October, twenty eighteen, China, right? have locked up up to one million Muslims in, like, a sort of concentration camp detention centre sort of thing. Innocent Muslims, Mm -hmm. right? So this country that John Cena, that is currently living in, in, in making a living from, is responsible for locking up one million of my people. But we ain't going to talk about that because we're going to pick and choose our... Things that we're going to be disgusted at, or things that we're offended at, I don't see that plastered all over the news. Yeah. One million people whose 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 sins are range from not drinking alcohol and cigarettes, for having too many children, for giving deceased relatives of theirs a traditional Muslim. Burial, travelling abroad. These are the quote-unquote crimes these people have committed. But yet John Cena is standing up to this great evil, but is happily still taking the blood money from China. When WWE go to China, when WWE go to India, when WWE go to some of these other countries in the world, please, I beg you, please, have the same level of of outrage that you've got right now. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just Far East, Middle East, etc. You want to take a look, closer look to home? I can give you examples of the kind of shit the UK government have done. We have a systematic problem of We, we don't accept different people from different cultures and races over here. So are you going to come over to a country that, in my opinion, this is just my humble opinion, that turned a vote like Brexit into a racist vote? Mm-hmm. Because apparently Fat Michelle down the road who's on benefit along with her 15 kids is too good to work in a toilet that Mohammed is going to work in, or Pavel from the Czech Republic is going to come over and work in. Alright, keep going. The outrage that's levelled at Saudi Arabia is justified. Yes. I'll repeat it, it is justified. They killed an innocent man and the Crown Prince himself wanted, apparently... Proof of his murder, so they sent his five, sorry, his ten fingers cut up to him as proof. <clears throat> a barbaric act that no one can defend. But do not sit here and tell me that John Cena is some sort of patriotic hero for standing up to this when he's currently working in China. I know. Do we not? Are we? Is our outrage? Does as long as it's not sort of in the news or whatever, or if we need to go digging for it, that's fine. We can turn a blind eye to it. 
Yeah, you'd said there about people um, in China being imprisoned for nothing really. There's a lot of there's been a lot of issues in the past with citing subversion, like basically going on to the internet and posting stuff about how bad China's human rights are. There's I'm not even going to attempt to try and pronounce this person's name, but it was a Nobel Peace Prize laureate who was imprisoned for this inciting subversion. Um, upon release, he was under heavy guard in his sort of last days. He had cancer and he's, he wasn't allowed to leave the country to be euthanized with the help of his wife. Um, his wife basically has been disappeared since this happened. She's saying, I'm not free, I don't, so I don't know what the latest is with that. All these crackdowns that are going on about people inciting subversion, they were tortured into confessions which were broadcast on TV, as far as I'm aware. And there are still lawyers and advocates and supporters of free speech that are being harassed by the Chinese government. You've got the flipping one baby rule, which has seen dreadful acts committed in villages where there's ultrasound programmes brought in just to see if there's anyone they can find to give enforced abortions, there's infanticide abandonment as you say, I'm not going to go on and on about this, but you cannot say that John Cena's a hero when there's some horrendous stuff still going on in China to this day I understand that there's issues more so with the first Saudi Arabia event, centred around the cultural differences and this time it's more to do with the murder of the Turkish... No, sorry, no. Is it a Turkish native? No, he was... <clears throat> himself was Saudi, he but was Saudi. I think he was living in America for maybe the last... I think it was maybe the last year or so, so I don't know if he was in the process of becoming an American citizen or whatnot. Mm. Or he was certainly an American resident anyway. So, and, he worked, and I think he worked, was it the Washington Post, I think? he worked with, worked mm. for. Um, I'm almost certain that was a paper he worked for. Well, if you're, we know that we've got a lot of American listeners, so I apologise in advance if this doesn't, if you don't like what I'm saying, but there's, this was taken from welfarerights.org or something to that effect with regards to Trump. So there's this thing going on about Saudi Arabia's propaganda um, about how it's such a great country. Well, look at Trump's MAGA, mode, uh, MAGA. What's it? What is it? Make America Great Again. Yep. Oh, where is it? So, upon this, his sort of inclusion into the like, with Trump's administration, he reversed an order from the Obama administration limiting acquisition of offensive military weaponry by local military weaponry by local police departments in a speech in July Trump encouraged officers to use unnecessary force on suspects um it would this would it's called the back the blue act which would severely restrict civilians rights to sue police officers who unlawfully injure them um police continually kill a disproportionate number of black people in comparison to white people um Unarmed or not, lots of innocent people are being murdered, brutally attacked, not just by police. You've got spies all over the world. What? Like I could go on, and I don't want to go on because I'm not attacking countries' cultures as a no. sort of as a retort. It's just if you're going to, if you want to open the lid on what's going on in Saudi Arabia, then you need to open a lot of lids. And, and you touched on the thing with America, like. 
a lot of innocent people or police officers killing a lot of people who just so happen to be kind of the vast majority of the ghost killings have come from one type of race because apparently everyone needs to buy into the bullshit stereotypical belief of, of your typical normal black man over in America. When when we know guys like Rance who comes on the show and and it's not it's not an exaggeration here, we literally speak on a daily basis who is a father of two, full time job, doesn't do drugs, doesn't isn't in a gang, doesn't carry weapons, doesn't isn't a drug dealer, is like someone who we both is would could speak about in the highest regards. Same goes with guys like Jeremy and Rich that we know as well. Mm-hmm. So like you say, that is utter bullshit that's going on there. And there's so much shite going on over here as well. It's not like we're trying to paint ourselves to be great. I've touched on Brexit. Hell, if you want to go further back, the Scottish independence vote. <clears throat> we were promised if we stayed a part of his UK that we would not leave the EU. And then look what happens. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of chat about the cancelling the network and boycotting shows. Fine. That is fine. Nah, it's not. like cause if, you, if you're going to fucking boycott, make sure you cancel that subscription. Oh. You think Vince McMahon gives a fuck if you don't oh. watch this on Friday? Vince McMahon has got your fucking money, so he does not give one flying fuck if you I'll don't get, watch. I'll get there in a minute. Hold on. I've got one last example. Uh, a while ago, there was the hunt for Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction. Not big shows for, um Second finishing move. <laughs> uh, a scientist, Dr. David Kelly, back in the early 2000s was sort of part of a hunt for these weapons of mass destruction and they were not found. There was supposed to be a dossier published and all of a sudden David Kelly's, this was the doctor scientist's name, um, was found dead. Never knew what officially happened to him. So does that mean now with this dodgy thing going on, should people boycott watching NXT UK now? <laughs> and that says all governments are corrupt yes some may just order the the killing of innocent an innocent journalist some may decide to lock up a million Muslims for no apparent reason some may decide to put fucking young children in cages <laughs> yep or you have, let's say, our government here who just bullshit and lied the entire thing about the independence up here just to get the vote. When in rea- and then when it comes to, like say, when it comes to Brexit, well, that was turned into, in my opinion. Because at the end of the day, we voted to stay a part of the EU, but our vote means fucking nothing because there's more people living in London than there is in Scotland. You want to go further back, name called Willie McRae, who was a member of the Royal, sorry, the British Army. He was a part of the Royal Indian Navy and he was campaigning for Indian independence, who, whose death was a little suspicious, just a little, just a tad, who apparently committed suicide. Now, Clive, if you commit suicide with a gunshot head to your, to your, uh, a gunshot head to your head, right? <clears throat> gunshot wound. Yep. Just, 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 uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was one or two bullets, right? But anyway, do you think once you've shot yourself in the head, you have the ability to throw your gun 50 yards away. <laughs> unless, so that was just ever so slightly suspicious. Unless there's some crazy post um, humus. Yep. And then there's always another incident we could touch on if we really wanted to. 
Well, there's a look in your face that makes me think that we don't want to. Uh, we can touch on it if you want. Oh, I don't know what you're about to say. Well, we spoke about it earlier on the train. I can't remember. Or, or, on, a me- or on a text message. I can't remember what it was. That's fine. I feel like I've made my point about this kind of this government. I feel I've made my point about what happens in China. Women are raped and treated like the stuff that comes out your backside in India. All over, all over the place. Yep. Like I says, I I have no 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 issue with people having this much outrage in Saudi Arabia because what they've done was like I says horrible, horrific. But just please continue and keep up this level of outrage when they go to other places that really violate humans and treat other humans like shit. And continue the level of outrage after the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view is finished? Uh, most definitely. Because like I says, I, I'm not watching a Saudi Arabia event. But not because I'm going to boycott it. Because Vince has already got my £10 for this month. But I'm not watching it because... I was only interested in one match, and that was AJ and Dan- Daniel Bryan, and we got to watch that last night. The only other thing I'm, I'm interested in is Braun and Brock, because I sit and pray that we don't put the title back on Brock. But I won't go out my way to watch it. If I, I'll probably end up coming across a spoiler on Twitter, and I'll see it. If Braun wins, I'll probably just go watch that one match. I don't give a fuck about DX versus Brothers of Destruction. If that's what you're into, then okay, fine, enjoy it and watch it. I'm not watching it, but best believe it's not because I want to boycott it. It's just because I have absolutely no emotional investment in this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It's, despite it being on UK time at five o'clock on a Friday, it doesn't really suit me. No, <laughs> oh, five still... o'clock is an absolute terrible time for us. I know. It really is. So... Like, is that, like, we're still finishing work. We're coming home from work. It's kind of near dinner time if you've got kids, you know. And then it's the weekend with the kids. If you want to make a pay-per-view friendly for us, Vince, just put it on 8 o'clock our time. Aye. We would appreciate that. That would be a bit more uh, understanding of you. <laughs> yep. And the thing, see, going back to this other thing, like, the worst thing about this from a WWE point of view is that whoever negotiated this 10-year contract needs to really have a look at themselves. That- Who the fuck gets into bed with someone like that for 10 years? Is it not... And, and, is it not a and Triple H thing? It might have been. I know uh, Vance and Kyle touched on it, and, and Kyle says that you know if you're not going to put sign the like release clauses or get out clauses, then you know like someone really needs to have a right look, good look at themselves. But let's say he's going back to the original point. Like they had a chance to walk away from it and just be seen as like this a real progressive company, but they've never they've never done it. I can I can understand from like the contractual obligation, but see at the end of the day, like you can afford any lawyer to fight it and you can afford to lose some money. But, like I said, I don't know, I suppose, like, with Renee Young going over, who knows, that could be seen as some sort of progression if, you, if, if people want to look at it like that, I don't know. Um, and, for me, I'll stand by everything that I've said right now tonight and I'll stand by anything that I've tweeted out or anything I say to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweeted out straight after... Uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble announcement. It was either just before or after or whatever, and I say something along the lines like, remember that day when Rome was built in a day? There's always going to be hiccups along the way when you're trying to get a country to change its its way of living and thinking. It's centuries way old, and I understand. But 
killing innocent people like the way they've done isn't really isn't a hiccup. You know, that's kind of showing that you you're you want to make it look like you're changing, but in reality you're still not. Um But like I say, it's just don't praise John Cena like you know, like he's the second coming. Um He he's he's out for himself here. He wants to and on top of that, like he doesn't want us to be associated with the Saudi Arabia thing because he's doing so much in Hollywood at the moment. That's fine, fine. And that's what it is. Like, let's not let's not beat around the bush and pretend that he's making a stand for the Saudi people or whatever. Bullshit. John Cena's looking after his bottom dollar. End of. He has done for a long time now. Yeah, but yeah, you'll continue accepting that Chinese money. Since you're... Since you're willing to accept the Chinese money and you're your loving life over there and whatnot, maybe you might want to stop by and maybe help out the brothers and sisters that are locked up, eh? <sighs> oh dear. Nah, and, if, and like I say, it's just 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 a simple Google search will show you what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, see for the, like I've seen it all over Twitter. It's everywhere. Oh, I'm, I'm cancelling the network or I'm boycotting that. Fine. But if you really want to make a stand, then cancel the network in droves so that they will see that they've lost quite a lot of monthly income from the network subscriptions being lost. And then they might reconsider things like this in the future. Actually, go ahead and do it. Yep. Or, you know, instead of maybe, or don't bother tweeting out, I'm done with wrestling, and then a day or two later you're sitting here talking about evolution. Yeah, I'll cancel it after I watch Evolution. Uh, or have some backbone and, and follow through with what you're saying instead of being a little bitch. <laughs> but also the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on with the Saudi thing, um, two things actually was a lot of reports coming out saying some of the wrestlers don't want to go. And um, I know there's a bit of discussion in our group about uh, mid-carders or other people outside I've seen in, in Daniel Bryan stepping up and saying, no, I'm not going. Um, I kind of think they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, if I'm honest. Uh, I think if you look at some guys that are on the mid-card, for instance, I think, yeah, they might not want to go, but I think they're kind of thinking, like, well, it's an income from a family, etc. What, what if suddenly I say I'm not going? They could freeze my contract, etc. So, like I say, I, I kind of feel bad for them in a sense, but if you're leaking this out to people, again, what I just said a second ago, follow through with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Have some backbone and follow through with it. If you're not going to do it, then shut your fucking mouth and don't utter a word. <laughs> that's, I'm honest, that's my way of thinking. If I have such an issue with something, if I have such an issue, say, within a relationship or something at work, or if I have an issue with you, I'll actually speak, I'll say my mind and I'll say what I'm thinking to try and resolve the issue. But I'm not the kind of person that's just going to be like, oh, I've got an issue with it, but I'm not going to speak out, but I'll keep I'll keep rumbling on to other people and stuff like that just so I can, so I can just keep airing my grievances. No, no, either go the full way with it or don't bother at all. But like I say, I kind of feel bad for them because they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, you know, like they could turn you into a jobber or they can just freeze your contract where you're sitting about at home doing nothing but hey sit at home with your family collecting that money and then a year or two you're down the line go do what Cody Rhodes done obviously not to that level because you know I don't think many people could do that but you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. 
Um, so like I said, I feel bad for some of them because they literally are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, another thing I wanted to say was Hulk Hogan is due to appear. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I tell you what, right now, if you don't think Vince is a is a good businessman. This just shows you. Oh, He's no. smart enough to no. know I'm not going to wheel this prick out in America or the UK or somewhere else. I'll take him out to like somewhere like Saudi Arabia where the fan base, for the most part, will understand isn't as intellectual in terms of the product and etc. As, as hardcore fans. So they're going to sort of pop to see Hogan. But you know, if you put that, if you have a Hogan return in Philadelphia or New York or over here in the UK or whatever, reception will be very different. So Vince clearly knows what he was doing there. Um, I fucking hate that man. <laughs> Just an absolute disgusting, horrible person. Yes. And like, see, like I say, the same goes. If you're happy to see him back, then fine. I know a lot of people are like, no, I'm kind of cheating. I'm not cheering Terry. I'm cheering Hulk Hogan, the, the gimmick, the character. And that, fine, whatever. If that's what you want, whatever. I just don't like the man at all. Uh, everyone that came out, what he'd done. You know I've never been a fan of him anyway, even before that. That's true, yeah. And I mean, that might not mean much because I'm the guy that also isn't a fan of Ric Flair. Um, but yeah, Hogan coming back, you know, it's just... Like, I mean, Vince has played it well in the sense that he's, he's bringing them back to a potentially friendly reception, but... Yeah... Fucking do not like that man at all. No. And I'd rather not speak about him again, but like I said, I kind of thought that was a big, a big bit of news. It was inevitable. Uh, disappointed, but not surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah, I mean, we could go on about this subject all night long, but mm-hmm. we kind of want to mainly focus on evolution. But if we have offended anyone, then. We do apologise, but... We do, we fuck. Well, I do. I don't. <laughs> but if you want to be woke, you need to be fully woke at the end of the day. You yeah, I mean, like I say, um, you can't be woke Clive apologising, I'm sure Clive's going to give me grief for this, but I don't apologise for shit that I said. How many listeners do you think we'll lose? Aye, to be honest, I couldn't care less, because if you're going to stop listening to when we speak the truth, then, you know... Okay, I've got more breaking news for you. Oh, God. <laughs> um, ben and Jerry's ice cream. I saw that. They're opening a... You saw what? Oh, no, they, I think they brought out some kind of new flavour or some kind of dodgy flavour. I thought you were going to tell me about that, but anyway. Well, they're bringing out WWE-centric flavours, and the first one they're going to bring out is uh, Caramella Choo Choo. For fuck's sake. That's terrible. Yep. That's like three bad, bad jokes. I had to lighten the tone. I had to. Yeah. Our next topic of conversation will lighten the tone. Yes. I said if you're if you're offended by what we said, then you know, so be it. Okay. Will we talk about evolution then? Mm-hmm. Well, did you like did you like the card? Did you like the show? Sorry, not the card. Um loved it. Loved it. Thought it was so, so good. Um, you know, I thought what I tweeted out on Sunday night, kind of saying, 
<clears throat> could it have been a better build? Yes. Could it have been promoted better? Yes. Is it some matches that, that we wanted on the card or not? Yes. But do the women deserve it? Of course they do. Um, everything they build up to it, everything was like an afterthought. You know, I kind of thought the week before it that we got into overdrive, but then you had the whole Saudi thing and then you had the Roman Reigns leukemia announcement. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like Evolution took a back seat yet again. But, oh, the matches were excellent. You know, even, even if there was a couple of matches you didn't really care about or you weren't that enamoured with, you kind of forget about it. You just, because the overall, the overall, um, rating of the show was excellent um, I said that six women tag you know even I know a lot of people are down on the main event but see overall it was, it was everything was really good I thought most of it most of it I was pleasantly surprised with uh, Lita not dying this time by a moonsault yep so they seemed to be in better shape than they were in the rumble in January um, Alicia Fox and Mickey James did what they had to do the crowd were into it. I think, like we've discussed before, crowd can have a big impact on a pay-per-view or a specific match, as we saw with the IC title match between Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. Whereas on Sunday night, it was all pretty positive. They cheered when they were supposed to cheer, booed when they were supposed to boo for most of the matches. Um, that was fine. Royal, the Royal Rumble. What's it called again? The Battle Royal? Battle Royal. Decent enough. You like your battle royals, don't you? I love my battle royals. You know what? Um, my favourite type of match. Um, and I've long said the battle royals at WrestleMania are boring because they don't mean anything, but at least this one. I know a lot, a lot of people had an issue with it. Oh, you're just throwing women together. Well, we kind of said this from the beginning that there was going to be a battle royal because they kind of were going to try and get as many women on the show as they could. But at least this way, the winner actually actually got something for it, and it, the win actually means something. Uh, Nia Jackson win. Nia Jack, sorry. <laughs> you should I, say I, Nia Jackson. I said, I said Nia Jackson. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think she was going to win, but see, to be honest, like storyline wise, everyone sat there. It's right, it's right there for her to go on and take on Ronda post Survivor Series. You know, it's, as, as as we said in the Messenger Group, it's unfinished business. Uh huh. So I, I'm on board with that. And like I said, well, I'm kind of glad. I know Rance picked Ember Moon. And I think a lot of people were wanting that, or at least... I'm kind of glad it wasn't, because I feel like that's a feud, like I said last week, that's a feud that we can get a good couple of months from. If this is going to be like a kind of one-off match and just a blow-off feud, then, you know, that's fine by me. See the Nia Jax thing? Is it unfinished business, though? Because... Did see Kane, the, did Alexa Bliss I, cash in during the match or after Ronda Rousey? No, during him? it. During it. You sure? She came down and attacked. She came down and attacked, no. and it was against Ronda versus Nia Jax. Mm, I'm trying to remember if that's the case, but either way, it was. Sorry, Alexa versus Nia Jax. Um, you could say it as unfinished business. Then it seemed to stop, and it was one of the. It was Ronda's, she's had limited sort of pay-per-view matches, but that was one of the better ones. Yeah, and I think, um, like I say, I think we were all kind of in agreement that it should have been Becky Lynch and Charlotte closing. Uh, I think, I, I did say though, I always felt it was going to be Ronda closing, but it should have been Charlotte and Becky. 
and I, and I give props to Nikki Bella as well. That we're not our biggest fans, but she has gotten better. Um, it was it was a solid match. Like it's not a match I'll go back and watch, and it's not a match I'm going to say and criticise. Um, it was a solid match, let's like say. But the pay per view should have ended with Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Yeah. See, um, that match was <sighs> cracking stuff. See the whole thing about this. I've. I've enjoyed what Becky's been doing, but up until Sunday night, I wasn't on the whole bandwagon of her being the best in the company right now, but that was a special performance by both women, but Becky Lynch was unbelievable on Sunday night. This whole thing that's been going on with her, she's had she's feeling that she's been cheated out of the title, that resultant beatdown, lashing out, whatever you want to call it, of Charlotte at SummerSlam. It's instilled in Becky a belief in us, a, a belief in herself, maybe more powerful than uh, the belief that she would have had if she'd won the triple threat fair and square. I don't know; it's hard to say, obviously, in hindsight. But you could that self belief's justified with the queen, the clean win at Hell in a Cell. And since then, she's just wielded that power over Charlotte time and time again. Even some of the other women in the locker room, on Twitter, in interviews. Doubts have cropped up with her disqualifying herself in Australia. She's walked away a couple of times, but I don't know, is that just mind games? Mind games to make Charlotte more frustrated and more susceptible to that bullying? And because of that, Charlotte's just... She's tapped into that manic, hysterical... Like, see the what I loved about the Hell in a Cell match that Charlotte had with Sasha... Charlotte was, I know she was dominating most of the match, but Charlotte was like a woman possessed that night, and that, that shone through again on Sunday night. There was a, just a look of, oh, I can't even find a word for it, just a look of mania in her eyes. Um, it was when she when she came out underneath the chairs and stuff, and she could just lay back on the against the, the barricade, and uh-huh. you just saw the look on her face. It's, it's as if she's about to like burst into angry tears. She's always mm-hmm. got that look about her. And one thing that I think has been excellent about Becky is the Charlotte stuff, the the Charlotte and Sasha stuff. It was very emotional. There was always a, a glaze of sort of tears brimming in the eyes, and they have been emotional to watch. But Becky, I've I've picked a picture that Becky Lynch put up on her Twitter for to put on this sort of podcast thumbnail. And she's just got this look on her face. She, I mean, she's got welts, bruises, and small cuts all up and down her arm with some of those vicious kendo stick shots. She's holding the title aloft, and she's just got this power pout on her face saying, do not fuck with me, because I will beat you down. And that lack of emotion is making her rise, like, clean, cleanly beat Charlotte time and again. And it's, I know, I know Becky's the bitch and all this, she's been horrible to everyone and she can find she's just not a nice person right now um, but it's hard not to applaud her because this commitment to character reminds me a wee bit of the likes of Neville and Champa where they've just committed to the character a thousand percent on Twitter and in interviews like they're not backing down at all it's just it's a joy to watch and I think it's safe to say for me that Becky is maybe the hottest it probably is the hottest commodity going right now um, yeah, I don't think you're going to get too much argument from me in that sense. Um, yeah, like I said, she probably is. <laughs> C- C- certainly in the WWE, she's, she probably is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that match itself was just spectacular as well. Uh, you know how it's kind of when you get like, when it's like a, a Hell in a Cell or a, just a Last Man or Last Woman Standing match, like a lot of people feel like everything in the first sort of like 95% of the match doesn't mean anything, it's generally just that last five minutes. Mm-hmm. But every, everything in this match felt like it meant something. Um, like even when they were running, when they were like going through the crowd, it's like Becky was trying to get away as if she's given up, she doesn't want it anymore. You've got her tapping out. And then at the end, where she, the leg dropped uh, through the table with Charlotte, and then oh. the, the power bomb as well. And the, even the way, it was, the way it finished, it was excellent because Charlotte was doing an absolute dandest to get up, but she just couldn't. The back, her back was just too sore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was excellent as well. I say from top to top, that match was unbelievable. Um, I'm not, for me, the way, almost like the way I kind of look how great matches are. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you sit and say, oh, that's a four or a five star match. I generally don't really do that, but I heard a lot of chatter that was like four and a half, pushing on five, etc. Like, at no point during the match did I sit and think about stuff like that. And I kind of, that's when I kind of find myself like knowing that, that when, that's when it was a really great match where you just kind of just, Loose, con- loose thought of everything, you just kind of get caught in everything in the match. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, um, I won't quantify it with a rating or anything like that. I would say... Yeah. Uh, my, my my ratings kind of go like, are very more simplistic in the sense that would I go back and watch this match a couple of years down the line? And, it, and yeah, I would, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Actually, just for me, it's simple as that. I was considering watching it again this week. Yeah, um, that's it. It was. It should have closed, um, but that was just sort of like one of like three truly great matches on that card, though. Do well. See, saying that, I thought the NXT title match, the ending was pretty messy for me. Uh, the two other horsewomen, Jessamine Duke and what's the other one's name? Come on. Kyle talks about it all the time. I don't know. Shafir? So say it again? Shafir? Yes. They, it seemed a bit too messy and it devalued, even though it was a shock win because I was convinced that Shayna would not re- regain the title. Um, it just sort of, it didn't come across as making a massive statement. Because Kyrie Sane was dealing with them quite efficiently. Yeah, um, I suppose it's you could just be like it was, it was spur of the moment. It wasn't kind of pre-planned because she went over the barrier, etc. Um, I loved that match. Oh, it still I was excellent. Loved it. And, and you know what's great about it is a lot of people were, were sort of clamouring for Shayna to come up. I'm not one of them. I don't want Shane to come up and have a feud with Ronda Rousey straight off the bat. That's something you can build and build and build because uh, that's a feud she's not going to win straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she was going to win the match right enough. I know, I was uh, stunned about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I saw photos online of her leaving the arena in crutches. That's quite a concern considering War Games is three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Whether it was like kayfabe or whatever, I don't know. No idea. Um, that match was outstanding. Uh, May Young, classic. 
I wish I had it another five ten minutes. There was there was things that happened in pay per view could I kind of cut it. Or if you, I think the pay per view lasted was it like three hours? Three twenty roughly. Mm-hmm. So you could have gone another ten minutes if you wanted to be that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really rather really put it over the top. Um, it's almost bittersweet that Tony Storm wins because now that she's won it, will she be staying on NXT UK? That's my only worry. Well, there's been a lot of tapings of NXT UK though, so I imagine she will be because where else is she supposed to go? I don't know if she's just going to go straight to NXT. You or I will be going there as far as I'm aware. And she'll be teaming up potentially with Kyrie, the pirate. See, you've got quite a lot of the women on NXT that are treading water at the moment. Uh, Candice LeRae, she's not doing much at the just now. But she'll probably get involved in this Gargano and... Um, oh, yes, that's true. That's a black storyline. I think um, we spoke about it, didn't we? How if the two horsewomen come into NXT and we kind of get like a... A heel, st- a heel faction? A woman <sighs> Yes, faction. a heel female faction. But we were kind of excited about that. And like you said, you could... The, the Kyrie sign could hook up with two other... Two wrestlers take on them three. Mm-hmm. I, I probably wouldn't say maybe War Games is too soon to have that kind of match, but you could maybe drag it out or you could do it in a normal NXT tape. I don't know. Did you catch any of the May Young Classic? Because you said you were going to try and binge watch uh, it beforehand. Bits. 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 There was one, I can't remember what round it was. It might have been the last episode of the first round where it's just the whole hour was just fantastic from start to finish. But I can't remember. Some of our listeners will need to help us with that one. It might have been episode four or five, one of those two, but that was just cracking. Excellent from top to bottom that night. I think it struggled since then, and it was obviously the sad stuff with Tegan Knox blowing her knee. Literally, like... She'd said herself it exploded, and I think it did. So that was a shame. Rhea Ripley, I think I think she's been watching some Pete Dunne videos. There are a lot of mannerisms that she does that are similar to him. Um, she's just got that nasty streak to her. And I'm not giving it much away spoiler-wise, but she will be involved in one of the Fringe programmes in the future. So it's a good future for Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and obviously that could be a Tony Storm feud as well down on NXT UK. Uh-huh. Like I say, we just, I just really want Piper Niven to be in NXT UK. Uh, it's going to be a long time before that happens, I think. I know, I know. But yeah, overall thoughts um, on Evolution Boys, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I would hopefully this is going to be like a yearly thing. Um, and then, like I said, next year it could be like it will now be sort of be treated as a normal kind of pay per view in the sense that mm-hmm. you might not see um, the, the May Young Classic final might actually become like a traditional part of that, but you might not see the NXT uh, title being defended on it. You might actually see proper feuds going into it, bar outside like two or three that we had coming into it so yeah I'm excited hopefully they keep it going hopefully this is like I say a regular thing now um, see I, I was thinking through it well after it I didn't really want this to be 
oh, this is the first ever women's pay-per-view, let's celebrate that to the hill. I just wanted it to be good. Mm. And at no point throughout the show did I think, oh, where's, where are the men's matches? No, like, not, I was engaged not throughout. Um, no, no, the men's could never come into it whatsoever. Um, like I say, there's so many great wrestlers, female wrestlers in that company. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, the men didn't even remotely come into my thinking whatsoever during that watching that entire yeah. pay per view. There was a there was a bad mark for it for me. That was a six women tag match. That was, I mean, how often are the riot squad don't going to be used? They're, they're ineffective. Complete. There's three of them. They cause havoc. They cause literally cause riots, trash dressing rooms. But see, when it comes to it, they just lose the matches when it matters, and they've not got much momentum at all. They're just. I don't see any future for them as a team. Um, unless Ruby Riot breaks out a bit more I thought the Sasha Banks was poor, poor, poor There's quite a few bad botches in the sort of last 5-10 minutes a couple of those meteoras that she does just looked like botched Luthez presses um, channeling some Brie Bella and she's trying to vault over the ropes Oh that was bad Landed terribly I don't. Do you think with this news came out where she's saying she had concussion issues um, she's quite outspoken with regards to how she's used. Do you think there are confidence issues with Sasha? Because um, you can't. I think. I, I suppose. I suppose we would all kind of be like kind of less confident if if we weren't utilised the way we kind of want to be. Whether it be like I say, whether it's the wrestlers or just sort of general life where you're going to work, etc. Um, if you feel like you're not being appreciated or you're not, you're not getting what you feel like you deserve, it can kind of make you question yourself. Um, like I say, yeah, she's good for a botch. She really is. <laughs> it's a shame um, because she was in such a such a peak. Yeah, she is good for a botch, but so is, so is, you know who my favorite favorite female wrestler is. Charlotte, I she maybe shouldn't ever do that until again. <laughs> she doesn't. I don't think she should use tables in sports again for a while because it just doesn't seem to work for her. Yep. So yeah, no, like I'm still high on Sasha. I I am. Um, like I say, she is good for a botch, but for the most part, like I say, I think she is underutilized without a doubt. Um, still a massive fan of hers, and there's still there's still so much potential there. You know, like just turn her heel, just let her do what she was doing in NXT, and not even like even if you don't turn her heel, just fucking actually start giving her credible storylines, and just I don't know if if NXT, well, not NXT, so if we're ever going to get uh, women's tag team titles, but even if Hung Bailey went after something like that, if it ever did come down, like you've got a real a real great great wrestler there, and she's not really been utilized properly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying put a title on or anything like that because at the end of the day only one person can hold that and only one other person can be in that spot chasing it. But, you know, give... She deserves better than what she's... Which she deserves better than the car she's been dealt these last sort of couple of years. I'd say so. Not sure what's happened, but I imagine she's not really in favour. As I say, a wee bit outspoken from time to time. Um, putting up gifts of Vince McMahon... With 
smelling money and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's ah, uh, like she should be, she should be treated much better. She should, but try not to do the nonsense over the top rope. Oh, that was like she was lucky that the ride cord were able to get her there. Um, but even at that, like it looked like she was going to land kind of safe anyway. Um, and as she landed, it kind of looked like when it caught her, it, you know, it always felt like oh well, that kind of looked like it was meant to happen. If you know what I mean, like obviously it wasn't, but it, so it could have looked a hell of a lot worse. But yeah, it wasn't pretty. Aye. So. The one one of the matches that's been confirmed, there's been a couple confirmed for Survivor Series in a few weeks' time, as there will be a five v five women's match. Uh, Paige asked Charlotte if he want if she wanted to be in the team, and Charlotte's a bit tentative about it at the moment because I think she will interfere in Rousey's match with Becky, but that's just fantasy booking. Um, give me your who do you think will be who do you want to be the five v five. Because who do you think is a harder question? Right from the raw side. I th- who? So who is it? Who do I think or who do I want? Who do you want? So I suppose Sasha, Bailey, Natalia. Is one of the riot squad? Ah, probably Ruby Riot. Um, and then maybe Nia Jax it will be. Isn't that kind of similar to what it was last year? Aye, because Ribbit, didn't they come up before Survivor Series? Yeah. And then from the SmackDown side, it will be Charlotte, Asuka, probably Naomi. Yeah. Um, you'd probably assume Carmella. And then... Oof. We got Lana, Selena Vega. Lana with the Hurricane Lana. Yep. Check out her um, slightly botched but slightly rescued Hurricane Lana Russian leg sweep on AJ Styles in the middle. It was actually challenge. quite good. It was, it was actually quite nice. I had to. Um, it was a double take. I thought. I thought at first I thought this happened in the Daniel Bryan match. <laughs> I was thinking, did Daniel Bryan wear a wig? <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? The disappointing thing with Crown Jewel being this Friday, they're really not going to get much of a build for Survivor Series. You know, because it's it's only it's two weeks away. No, well, no. just over three. It's like it's only going to be two more Raw and Smackdowns left now. They'll need to big it up considerably. Well, I mean, the first two matches I'm I'm excited for. Nakamura Rollins. I know Nakamura's kind of been irrelevant for about ever since he debuted. Um, outside, obviously, he was in a feud with AJ. I know he's a US title champ, but when the hell was the last time he didn't defend it? Um, we did not defend it last night. Can't remember, did he? Our truth. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, that just shows the. The impact that its US title runs having though, it's a pretty, it's a very poor US title run. It is like, hopefully that changes post Survivor Series. But having Seth Rollins, that will be a good match. And Maybe. then Becky and, uh, and Ronda Rousey as well. 
Then you obviously get the traditional five on five male, and then you say it's a female. You would assume we're going to get two tags as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I say it's just unfortunate we're really not going to get much of a build because I thought last year's build was really good, especially when we first had that the new day in the shield uh, interactions. Yes, that was good. See, and, do you know the bet? Like two of the best things was when the Usos came down at SmackDown and Roman popped up, and they both just kind of. For, a, for a, a split second, all three of them just kind of looked at each other and they were like, oh, and I thought that was excellent storytelling. And then when everyone was fighting, Kurt comes out and he's waving Braun to come out and his music hit. Like at that point, you just felt, ah, Braun's a fucking star. So, let's say the bill's not going to be great. I don't think there's just not enough time, but I'll look forward to it. Yeah, when you've got these super shows that they've got going on all around the world. Uh, and you've not got time to promote properly sort of book, plan, write for one of your big four. It's been a busy two months, and I think they might suffer for it. I mean, you've still yeah. got Ronda Becky, um, so there is that. You've potentially got Braun versus AJ. Mm. Oh my God, you could get Brock versus AJ again. Let's let's just pretend that. Oh happen. fuck, Brock! Fuck Brock! One more time, and he will appear in your mirror. I actually am looking at the mirror. Fuck Brock! But oh, Braun better win. There, there will be shenanigans involved in that. I hope not. I hope Braun just fucking tosses him out the ring. Running power slam. One, two, three. Done. Gets his blood money and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> See, see with regards to Raw and Smackdown this week I mean there wasn't that much to help move towards Survivor Series apart from a couple of match announcements there is nah, that because you, you've got this fucking shit show on Friday don't we to get out of the way first oh it's such a bad card it's a fucking horrendous card there is hardly any youth in that card at all and it just kind of shows you how much they're catering to that audience and that's fine that's fine for them but nah no interest in that whatsoever none how did you think Dean Ambrose handled himself this week do you hate him more Jesus such a bastard <laughs> Um, and I just if you the great thing is, like, I think I saw, I don't, I don't know who the tweet was from, so I can't, so I'm not going to take credit for this, but it seemed excellent. So, like, so you've got Survivor Series coming up, there might be, Dean might come down and cost him a match against Nakamura. Then you kind of just get past December, there might be a wee match there, or who knows. But then the Royal Rumble, they kind of cross paths, and then you could, you could run this all the way through to WrestleMania. You could. And I'm glad Ambrose didn't talk. I'm glad he just kind of stood there and Seth stood there looking at him like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, what is going on?" Kind of thing. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is a storyline of just they've always hit hit on. The first time round it was excellent. When it got back together, it was excellent. And now again, it's excellent. Like, just keep it going. There's no need. I don't want to see anything rushed. Just keep taking your time. Uh, I I like that. This is getting the slow burn 
because it's making, as we've said before, it's making this story quite mature in terms of they're not just doing Vince Russo booking and flinging curvettes filled with cement one week and then Vince McMahon pissing his pants the next week. It's, well, that was all good, well and good. This is like a good story that's going on throughout and it's been, it's annoying to see Dean act like this, so you just, you want him to speak, but he won't, so he's just a dick for it. Yep. Yep. I didn't, I know I said I would see it, but through the trick-or-treating plans earlier, I didn't really have much time to see anything of SmackDown, so I haven't seen the AJ versus Daniel Bryan match yet. Have you seen it? Yeah, it went on for like 25 minutes or something. It was fucking excellent. Very good. It was so good to then get Joe coming back. I love some more Joe, right? But fuck, man, I want to see that match again. No, because we know what the outcome will be. I know, but then I also thought, just imagine uh, Vince puts the title on Joe just to sort of stick it to Daniel Bryan at one little more. Do you know what I was thinking? Maybe mm-hmm. Vin- Vince is sticking it to the Saudis a wee bit by making this World Cup only US by saying America's the best. <laughs> <laughs> You, you get a shitty trophy that means nothing. It'll be another green belt. And then Braun Strowman and whoever wins the World Cup could have a, a Saudi Arabian champion unification match. <laughs> and a TLC match. I suppose the thing is that Shane came out and says um, to the four participants on the SmackDown side, or whoever loses in the final will never be on SmackDown again. You're fired from SmackDown. So this was a way to get someone over to Raw. But it was kind of presumption that presumptuous on oh, no, the will get to because it's going to be Raw on one time, SmackDown on the other. So whoever it is, I'm not entirely sure. I would kind of... I think it will probably be either Ray or Jeff that move over. Um, I actually could give a fuck about Randy Orton. Go away, Randy Orton. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> Um, so yeah it's probably just a way to get someone over there whoever it is no idea I just hope it's not the Miz because I still have hopes we're going to get Miz versus Daniel Bryan for the title of Wrestlemania mm. Miz does well wherever he goes at the moment though I know but I want Miz Daniel Bryan though that's fair enough but yeah um, the New Day came out dressed as a brood See, that's cool, but stop with the gimmick stuff, please. Ah, it was just because it was Halloween. By the way, the Brood's entrance music is one of the absolute all-time greats. That's a banger. Uh, it's unbelievable. Shout out to Jim Johnson. <sighs> but, um, is that his name? Uh, Jim Johnson. Although... That gif that you, or Jeff, or whatever fuck, tweeted about the Cowboys, that guy's name is Jimmy Johnson, so who knows, you could have been giving him a shout-out. I could have also been shouting out the former Celtic and Rangers player, Jimmy Johnston. No, no, that's, what do you call him? Derek? No. What's that guy's name? I'm getting confused. You're getting confused. Or you could have been shouting out the former, doesn't matter for Derek, let's just move on. I can't remember. I've just um, embarrassed myself with some bad Celtic history in the <laughs> Yep, yep. I profusely apologise. 
Anything else you want to cover? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think we hit on everything we want to talk about. Yep. Um, did we? I'll just have a quick look at the doc. No, that's it. The doc says, "What does what does the doc say?" She's not going to be saying too much for soon, unfortunately. All right. Um, no, I think that was it. Managed to say everything I wanted to say in the opening segment. Touched on evolution. Happy enough. Happy enough. Unless you want to send her another apology. No, I'm done apologising. As as a Timberlake, is it Timberlake? Timberland once said, "It's too late to apologise." I don't want to apologise, like I said. Well, let's let's quiz quiz me then. Let's do it. Hey, just be quiet so I can splice in the music. <laughs> it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Okay, go. What's the quiz for this week, Mister Richie? Mr. Richie? I was going to say Mr. Richard for some reason. Anyway. Um, so earlier on you spoke about how I should do a theme quiz and then you said that's not my thing, so I've it's a theme quiz. <laughs> so, as today is Halloween, the one day a year where it's appropriate to send your children into another person's house. <sighs> right, here we go, you ready? Uh huh. Halloween Havoc 1999. What was the main event? Oh. Right, so who was in the top round about that time for that company called WCW? They loved their Halloween Havoc as well. That was one of their big biggies. Mm. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say. Hulk Hogan versus... Oh. Okay. I think I'll be guess. Kevin Nash versus Sid. Psycho Wrong. Sid. Goldberg versus Psycho Sid. But you got one of them, right? Goldberg versus DDP. No, that's wrong. Right, I give up. Goldberg versus Sting. No memory of that match happening. Halloween Havoc 2000. 2000. Booger T beat who for the WCW Championship? What year? 2000. Would you like a clue? Yes, please, please. (laughs) Do the math. Scotty Boy Steiner. (laughs) This event took place where? Universal Studios Las Vegas I was close <laughs> so the last ever Starcade event under WCW the world title match was you didn't tell Like you could have said themed as in Halloween I was thinking scary things happening like Finn Balor turning into a pumpkin or I've not got much knowledge about WCW. You don't care, do you? No. Don't worry, this is the last WCW question anyway. 
Snarkade 2000. Well, it's the second last question, sorry. Right, it won't be Hogan because he walked out. I prick. You think I would actually ask a question about him? Say that again. You actually think I would ask you a question about him? You've probably done it in the past. I don't think so. Uh, let's just say Jeff Jarrett versus... Wrong. You've mentioned them both. Goldberg and Psycho said... You got one of them, right? Oh, are you just... Is this the Ricky in your pocket? Are you just pressing buttons and saying the same thing over again? Scott Steiner versus Sid Vicious. In which city did this take place? Atlanta. Washington. I was close. Yes, you got the American. It was was in America, well done. Right. Name the pay-per-view. Sorry, HBK versus Undertaker. The Hell in a Cell match took place at which pay-per-view? The one where Kane came... No. Bad Blood. Sorry? Bad Blood. Correct. 97. Triple H versus Cactus Jack at No Way Out 2000. Mm -hmm. The Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. What was the stipulation in that match? If Triple H defeated Cactus Jack, Mick Foley had to retire from the world of professional wrestling I mean I'll give you Cactus Jack had to retire if he lost well um, semantics and all that but JR was saying Mick Foley after that match saying give Mick Foley a stand innovation if you don't I'm just I gave you the point there's no point in arguing with me right Kane versus Undertaker the last ever Buried Alive match took place at which event? Oh. Two thousand and ten. Yes. Uh, I'll say a random Armageddon. No. But you're on the right track, it's no it's no longer a pay per view. Okay. Oh. It's got two names. Sorry, it's two two words. Judgment Day? Nope. Um, no clue. Bragging rights. Oh, God. <laughs> You'll like this one. No, I won't. <laughs> no, you will. We've joked about this stuff before. The Undertaker versus the Dudleys were taken buried Paul Bearer and the cement took place at which event? Oh my god. The Bash Row 4? Yes. Terrible, terrible, terrible match. With a terrible outcome. That was horrendous. And he buried him in the cement. Right, last question. There have been seven wrestlers in Buried Alive matches. Name them all. Thank you. Triple H... Why are you frowning at me? Continue. Didn't Austin and Triple H have a Buried Alive match years ago? Not that I remember. Okay then, right. The Rock, Mankind, Big Show, Undertaker, Kane, Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon, Mm -hmm. Um, I've not got any more, I can't remember any more. 
You just said his name a second ago. Triple H? No, the other one. What? You say it's Triple H versus someone in a buried alive match? Austin? Yes. Austin took on uh, Taker at Rock Bottom. That might be it. That might be the Austin Buried Alive match I'm thinking about. That, that might be the... I think, I think that was the first Buried Alive match ever. I think. But, um, yeah, well done. You get 10 out of 10. No, I didn't. No, you really didn't. I was. I did quite poorly tonight. You did. Anything you want to shout out, plug, before we finish up for this evening? Um. No, no, but you do the plugging. Um, I'll leave that to you. Okay, we've we've come down from the the fever intro, intro. bit more placid now. Uh, <clears throat> no, no. Um, we said what we wanted to say. We've got it out there, and you know, as what it is. Some Hash- people may agree, some people won't. You know, so be it. Follow us at Ricky and Clive on Twitter and Facebook. With regards to Facebook, you can check out the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. Um, on the socialsuplex.com, you get access to the podcasts and columns. If you do the subscribe button, you get them straight into your email. You've got columns that are covering NXT 205 Live by yours truly. Uh, the podcasts, you've got One Nation Radio with Rich and James. Outsider's Edge with Rance, Kyle and hashtag Bring Carl Back. Keeping it strong style with Jeremy and Josh and Grown Men Watch This Shit with Chris and James Vanderbeek slash Jeremy. Um, you can get these wherever you find podcasts and you can also please rate us five stars on those podcast catchers that you use. Do I need to cover anything else? Have I missed anything? Uh, no, I think that's it. I really need to plug these things properly, you know that. That's my downfall. No, I think you do a, a decent enough job. So the the wrestling podcast awards we're in the category for best plug of best plug. Best plug. <laughs> right, let's go. Don't enjoy Crown Jewel if you don't want to. Nah, don't even watch it because it's an absolute fucking shit show of a card. <laughs> <laughs> The, the music for it's excellent though it really is oh um, Moses alright oh, okay we'll end it like this end it like this on you go see um, they're bringing what, an, what, what a way to break into oh Moses <laughs> Moses <laughs> has come back alive and he's got into the wrestling business <laughs> but he's stealing a lot of moves from The Rock and The Rock like, so he's doing the rock bottom, people's elbow, spine buster, all that stuff. And the Moses gets to meet... <laughs> <laughs> Moses gets to meet the rock backstage and they're talking about the moveset and the rock says, Hey, let my people's elbow go. Let what? <laughs> let my people's elbow go. <laughs> when do you think of these? Um, I don't know. Oh. oh well 
At least we ended the podcast the complete opposite way we started it. Well, we started it with a joke and ended it with a joke. Oh, you know what I mean? That, well, that first segment. Yes. Uh, right, let's go. Night, night. Speak to you next week. Take care, folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.